0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Restituto. That's out of the pocket. Fire to the right side. Caught by dick. Stay in the Oh my God. Oh my God. No time. Time. Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. Step on. I got three words for you.
1: Welcome to The Rest Stop, another episode live on this Tuesday, October 20th, 2020. I'm Brad Restituto. You can follow me on Twitter at BradTheBeliever. And my cohort, Spencer the Wiz, with me every Tuesday and Thursday, live from Las Vegas, 9 o'clock Pacific time. And you can find us on www.twitch.tv slash Chris Please download the Twitch app. And, of course, if you miss us live, you can download on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Audio Boom, any of your podcasting platforms on your way home from work, on your way to work, or going to sleep at night. You can just search Landry Football Conference Call, and then the rest stop will be underneath there. So your follows, likes, downloads will all be appreciated. Another good Tuesday show for you, and we'll get right into it, Spence. The L.A. Dodgers, game one of the 2020 World Series, a big 8-3 to victory tonight, taking a one-game-to-nothing lead over the Tampa Bay Rays. And Kershaw was pretty decent tonight. It was the bats of the Dodgers that put them over the hump. A few big innings. Uh, converting with runners in scoring position. Mookie Betts had a very nice game, with great base running, great hitting. Cody Bellinger, uh, the whole cast of characters for the Dodgers came through and got them a very nice game one win tonight, 8-3 to three over the Tampa Bay Rays.
2: Yeah, the big story is, is Clayton Kershaw, I think, played great uh, during that little pitching battle, uh, ended up uh, pretty much winning when Cody Bellinger hit that huge home run. So, yeah, Kershaw and Bellinger seem to be the story of the World Series so far. I, I, I don't want to just say it's going to go to the Dodgers, but it sure did feel like the two best teams were playing in the NLCS. So we'll see what Tampa Bay can do to respond. If they start going down 2 nothing, then uh, it, it, I feel like it could start to avalanche a little bit.
1: I agree, Spence, and I think this this matchup does not favor Tampa Bay as much as the other ones, and and Tampa Bay gets it done with a lot of the little things, and it just seems like the Dodgers bats will be too much in this series. But Spence, we've seen it throughout uh, professional sports this season when we count a team out, uh, they're not quite dead yet. And that was the Dodgers the last series as they got down two to nothing. And it was the Astros this past series down three to nothing. And they came all the way back to force a game seven, but they could not get over the hump. Nice win for the Dodgers tonight. And you were talking about it with me off the air, Spence. This could be two titles for the uh, city of Los Angeles before 2020 ends. And uh, that doesn't sit too well with you, Spencer, the Wiz.
2: (laughs) No, I just, I don't like, uh, I don't like LA that much. Uh, I I love like Disneyland and stuff like that, but that just doesn't sound right. But they do what they do. It's nothing I can do about it, you know.
1: Yes, Ben. So, like you said, do they have in the bag? It's too early to tell, but it certainly looks like they have the upper hand in this series and, and a great start for Dodgers. It gives them the confidence, too. You know, you could put the past behind you a little bit, the fact that they've appeared in three World Series, I believe, uh, in the last five years, and they have not won one. I, I think they feel comfortable in this pandemic-shortened season, and with those being in the rearview mirror the way they match up against Tampa Bay this may be and i hate to say it but maybe uh the the road of least resistance as far as getting that elusive world series title one that's eluded the dodgers franchise for well over two decades it looks like uh the matchup favors them well and they've got a good opportunity if they can especially with with Kershaw uh tonight going 6 innings can really structure the bullpen arms well and if they can not blow games uh, they can be in pretty good position now for Tampa Bay to get back in this series I think they got to keep games close and get into that bullpen of the Dodgers and then just find a way to win past the sixth inning Uh, but they were close early Uh, I believe it was two to one or three to one uh, definitely two to one up until I believe the fourth or fifth inning spends and then the Dodgers started pouring it on a little bit there
2: yeah, the, the thing that I actually noticed the most about this game was attitude, and Tampa Bay seemed to be really nervous, and then when Cody Bellinger hit this uh, big home run, I felt like they cracked a little bit, so um, I feel like they're looking up to the Dodgers right now, when really they should just be looking at each other on equal playing fields, we'll see how they respond in the locker room, that'll be my key thing, even though it isn't a tangible stat, uh, you know, sometimes I go outside the paper.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of Dodgers fans out here in Las Vegas where we do our show. And, of course, on the West Coast, just a lot of Dodgers fans, not only out here, but across the country as the Dodgers are one of the more popular teams in Major League Baseball. And their fans are, are diehard. Ed Graney, who we've had on the show, a local writer here for the Review Journal, and does a local show here on ESPN, diehard Dodgers fan. Uh Benny Superfly, who uh, joins us in the chat and p- had our picks against him this past week. He's a Dodgers fan, a lot of Dodgers fans on the west coast here and uh they've got to be feeling pretty good got some other friends here locally in town big dodgers fans so uh, i'm sure they're gonna be pumping hard uh last question on this for you spence Uh, does this pandemic shorten 2020 season does it give any asterisks for you uh, in major league baseball or any of the major sports as far as titles go
2: yeah, and I, I touched upon this for the Lakers too. It's an asterisk, but not in the way that I think most people traditionally uh, look at it. People say asterisk, and that it doesn't really count. To me, it counts like even further because that means that you, as a team, went through all the trial and tribulations of a shortened season, uh, more condensed, a little more intense, right? Uh, so we were able to do that. Now it is different, obviously. I recognize that. Uh, although I think baseball should have shortened seasons every season, baseball was significantly better this year. I it's, agree. it's hard to keep interest over uh, over like 180 games. It's just impossible to me. You'd have to, like, live and die baseball, which I guess some people do. But for the average fan, for sports fans, I thought it was amazing. I think the baseball players like it, although they'll get reduced salaries. But I think they can live with that, certainly, uh, for uh, the way it is now. I like the shorter uh, playoff series and everything like that. But uh, to go back to the original point, I think it's a more special title. So I actually look at it in in more of a light than uh, not counting at all.
1: Spence, I agree with you. I think if baseball in the next decade can figure out a way to still generate the same revenue and not lose revenue over those elongated seasons, I think this concept works really well. If especially if you want to grow viewership, I'm like you, Spence. I, I cannot stand 160 whatever. Game major league baseball season the playoffs are always good i think this 66 game season with the playoffs is very exciting it keeps you engaged the entire season and makes every game count and it really keeps every team in the mix from start to finish i think this is a great structure i think if major league baseball could find a way over the next decade to make this a full-time thing and still generate revenue i think they'll bring more fans to the table than they've ever had
2: no for sure and, and to, really to bounce do. off that point uh i love baseball i played like throughout high school and obviously just growing up. And they, they were trying to change the game in the wrong ways, in my opinion. Putting a player at second base at extra innings is the most disgusting, stupid thing I've ever heard of in my life. Uh, it it doesn't make any sense, in my opinion. Um, another thing is they're trying to do the pitcher clock. You don't have to change the way the game's played. Just make a shorter season so it's more exciting. They were thinking about it wrong, in my opinion. So hopefully they, they stick with this format.
1: I I like the game of baseball itself. Uh, It's a hard watch for me, Spence. It's a hard watch in the regular season with all those games. I really enjoy playoff baseball, especially uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, and I like the structure this year. But for 160-plus games, I can't do it, my man.
2: Yeah, no, I – yeah. Yeah.
1: Spent some surprising news in the NFL today. A little bit because of the success of the Dolphins, they won two straight in impressive fashion. Ryan Fitzpatrick has gotten the job done, but they announced going into their bye week this coming week that Tua Tunga viola will get to start coming out of the bye for the Dolphins. And for me, we discussed this also. Fitzpatrick's been playing well. Why pull the plug now? I'm convinced without knowing inside the, the front offices and the coaching staff that it was talked about before the season that this this was the goal, uh, to go into the bye week or somewhere around there, regardless of what their record is, get Tua ready without a preseason, and then pull the trigger on him. And look, the Dolphins are playing good, and if they can get the same kind of production, if not better production from Tua coming out of this bye, which is perfect timing, I've talked about – All year, how impressive I think Brian Flores is as a coach. This could give a little extra juice to the Dolphins. And with this extra playoff spot and some teams kind of struggling as of late, the Dolphins may find themselves in the mix with the Raiders and some other teams for that last wild card spot in the AFC. Do you like this move? I think the timing is great. I think Fitzpatrick is the perfect bridge. He's completely on board, the biggest cheerleader for Tua. And I think the Dolphins have a lot of confidence. They play good football. The past two weeks, I I know it's not a huge accomplishment to shut out the Jets, but shutting out any NFL team is a good thing. They blasted the 49ers the week before. This team's got some confidence right now. Brian Flores pressing all the right buttons with this Dolphins program and maybe an accelerated path to the playoffs. Should Tua exceed expectations after the bye and have them playing really well and then roll off a few wins in the process.
2: Yeah, I think he hit it right on the head uh, when in saying that. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was on the same page. Uh, he has made no remarks like publicly, like you know when Flurry was kind of getting the boot. His agent came out with this big statement, so you're not seeing any of that from that side. So I think Ryan Fitzpatrick knew he's just going to start the season, no matter how well he played. This is to his franchise, right? They're not going to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick to a long term contract in the hopes that he'll be their quarterback for the future. I don't think they're expecting the playoffs this year. I don't think, I'm I'm sure they want to, uh, but they're overachieving. And that's a great place to put your rookie. There's no pressure. You know, if they, again, if they keep continuing going uh, above and beyond where people think they are, that looks better on Tua. If they play bad, it does nothing to do with confidence because no one's going to be like, you should have won that game, right? Uh, This is a great coaching staff in Miami so far. Did I, did I cut out? Sorry about yeah, you, that. Yeah,
1: you cut out a little bit there.
2: Uh, um, I was just uh, giving compliments to Miami's uh, coaching staff there. Uh that I think they're doing a great job so far.
1: Yeah, really well done by the Dolphins and Brian Flores. And look, Spence, this is division. Uh We talked, again, uh a little bit off air about the Patriots and kind of a big loss here against the Broncos this past week in a, in a team that may not be as consistent as we would like. Uh Definitely some questions in the receiving core, uh, some questions with Cam. The defense is banged up. COVID, injuries all over the place. There's no reason the Dolphins can't sneak a, a win uh, against the Patriots. We know they'll probably beat the, the Jets again. They're going to have an opportunity, Spence, to put nine wins on the board this year and be in the conversation for that last playoff spot. And, man, if you're Brian Flores and you have the Texans' first-round pick, your first-round pick, already over achieving. what a quick turnaround. For for Dolphins fans, it's just unfortunate that in the AFC, if Mahomes is healthy, Lamar Jackson, you have to deal with uh, a murderer's row of teams to get to a Super Bowl. It's going to be tough. But if anyone can do it, Brian Flores has turned this around very quickly. Seems to be one of the few coaches from the Belichick coaching tree uh, that looks to have long term success, even though it's very early. But he's really—I don't think anybody would have predicted before this last draft that the Dolphins were going to be in the talks for a playoff spot anytime soon. I think that would be maybe the last team anybody in the AFC would be talking about to have an opportunity to make the playoffs. I mean, as bad as Jacksonville is, they represented the conference in the AFC title game and were was really a couple minutes away from going to a Super Bowl less than five years ago. So I know they're so bad right now. Uh, Tennessee's been playing great. Almost every team, aside from the Dolphins and the Jets, you'd say – uh, has had an opportunity to compete over the last decade and so the, for the Dolphins to get this turned around so quickly it's very early they could go on a big losing streak but it, all the signs point to the Dolphins going in the right direction and what timing to make this move Spence I mean Tua got a few snaps got his feet wet in live game action at home against the Jets this past Sunday going into the bye week's gonna have plenty of preparation getting all the first team snaps this is going to be very good for the Dolphins. And I'm curious. We'll have to look at the schedule, who they play coming out of that buy. I'm curious how that line is going to adjust, if anything, with Tua as the quarterback.
2: Yeah, I wish there was a prop bet to see whose pick would be higher, either the Dolphins or the Texans, although I myself probably wouldn't have taken that action. But, you know, you're, you're, you're totally right. The Texans look like they're continuing to falling down here, uh, even though they had a pretty decent performance against the Titans. It went too far. Yeah. Um, no, we'll see. I think the lines are going to be affected for sure. I think I think it's going to get uh, longer for the Dolphins. I don't think there's an advantage of Tua. He's a rookie, first of all. You don't really know what you're going to get. And also Ryan Fitzpatrick's actually just been playing that good. Uh, if they play really well and Tua shows up, well, I think it'll probably be about on par as if Ryan Fitzpatrick was in. But we'll see how that affects lines here coming in the next weeks. I think I'm going to fade. I think I'm going to go against the Dolphins for the next couple of weeks until Tua proves me wrong, though.
1: There you go. Spence, speaking of prop bets, I did – Uh, I got, like, some free cash on my app from William Hill on my sports app, and I made a futures bet. Will the Jets go 0-16? I said yes for plus 350. I don't like the number, but I'm predicting the Jets going 0-16. I looked at their Mm -hmm. schedule. Uh, There's no easy games on there for the Jets. They don't play the Broncos. They don't play the Bengals. Uh, A lot of tough games. Their only chance is uh, to beat the Patriots or Dolphins, really. As far as I'm concerned, for them to uh, get a win, and if they keep playing like they did this past Sunday, that's going to be a nice little cash.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll see who uh, can win the uh, like the when the fire game happens. You know, we've already seen that twice this season, and the Falcons pulled through. Obviously, I just still regret that pick like significantly. So we'll see if they can uh, still lose the fire game as we'll call it.
1: Yeah, well, Spence, I mean, they're going to be competing for that top overall pick. So, I mean, if you were to give a rundown of the schedule, I'll try to pull it up here. Uh, I'm going to pull up the Jets' schedule, and I'm going to go over it with you. And you tell me, is there any chance, even if they're fired, uh, even if Gates is fired during the season, that the Jets can win any of these games? So I'm going to go down with it, uh, go go through it with you here, Spence. Their next game this next Sunday against the Bills, they're a 12-point underdog.
2: Okay, who do they play the week after? That's important.
1: Okay, very important. You're going to love this one, Spence, okay? The Chiefs in Arrowhead.
2: Uh, okay, who's the week after that?
1: <laughs> the week after that, um, actually, it looks like the Jets have a bye, and then they okay. go to the Chiefs, and then on November 9th, they're at home against the Patriots, and that's going to be a primetime game, 5
2: yeah, they. I know they would love to fire Gase and give the new coach a bye week, but the, you can't give a new head coach of the Jets the Chiefs as their first opponent. That's like, it's just not uh, the right thing to do. So I think you're going to get fired right there at the Chiefs and then it's up to them to win that Patriots game, which won't be well, easy because I, I think no, I think the Patriots will be floating around 500.
1: And it's going to be a primetime game. So we know the Patriots will play good there. The follow, uh it looks like, I'm sorry Spence there's no bye week going to the
2: okay. through the
1: Chiefs. The bye week comes after that Patriots game and then after that Patriots game they travel to LA to take on the Chargers on the 22nd. Ooh,
2: that's interesting. They they so they may fire they may lose they're going to lose the Patriots game. I'm going to Okay, this is how I'm going to guess this is how it's going to go down. They're going to lose obviously to the Bills, they're going to lose obviously to the Chiefs, they're going to lose to the Patriots, a close game to the Patriots. That's going to fire gates. That's going to Uh, fire that off and they're going to give the bye week to the new coach in the hopes that they can get a one win against the chargers. That's my guess.
1: So you think they go on the road possibly, uh, in LA to beat the chargers who are hoping to still compete for that extra playoff spot. Justin Herbert looking to get his first win. He'll probably have one before then, but you think the jets have a chance to go on the road and win that one possibly.
2: Yeah. And, uh, like, like I said, um, you know, that fire game is powerful. So that's a winnable game for them. The Chargers aren't great, obviously, especially at keeping leads. I think Sam Darnold theoretically could come back at that point, uh, although I don't actually know what his update is, so I, I guess that's an uh, incorrect statement. But if there is what a game to win him? on the circle, then that's it. That's the one.
1: What if they trade him before the deadline? It, it seems to me like Darnold may not see the field again, that wow. they're trying to tank. All right, so let's go to the next game for the Jets. And uh, if you're just joining us, I made a futures bet. Will the Jets go 0-16? I said yes. Uh, I didn't get great price, plus 350, um, but I really believe they have a chance to go and 16 so sad
2: for the Jets, isn't it?
1: It is. Spence, after the Chargers game, uh, this one may, in my opinion, be their most winnable opportunity at home against the Dolphins. 10 a.m. start. That could be the
2: one. Yeah, that that's a tipping point right there. So I think, like I said, I think they're going to get that win against the Chargers off the fire game, and they might continue the game. They may continue it for one more, like, week, so they'll have two wins, and then he'll get the uh, – oh, my gosh. Was it Gates who had that winning streak? I actually think it was, and he got he got hired – no, 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 I'm thinking of Kitchens, I think. Who was the coach for the Browns who got hired from the Dolphins, like, for no reason, basically, until and he got fired, like, pretty soon after – um, from the Dolphins, I'm trying to think. There was a coach who, who like had a. I think I'm thinking of Gates, who had like these these in, uh, miraculous wins at the end of a season, and he was just given jobs because of it. So I, I'm thinking that happens again. I think he gets two wins. The, the Jets are with
1: the Bears. Is that who you're thinking of?
2: Maybe I don't know, but I, I'm. Uh, I think he's going to get the treatment. Oh, he got two wins in the Jets organization the way that they are. Like this guy must be the the future of our organization, and it'll probably be bad again.
1: Okay, so after they're at home against the Dolphins, then we go into the final stretch of December games uh, or the beginning of the December games and the final stretch of the season. They're at home against the Raiders. I think they lose that game. Then they travel to Seattle yeah, to take yeah. on the Seahawks. Okay, and then they're back east back, back east, back west, back east, back west, Another an, again, to take on the Rams. And then they go back east again, home to the – against the Browns, uh, and then they finish up against the Patriots in Foxborough. So.
2: It's definitely possible, but I, I think that Chargers-Patriots uh, will be the, their two-game winning streak this season. That's my prediction.
1: That's your prediction, so we'll see. Uh, Dave, you just missed it. We were talking about Tua in detail. Uh, you joined just a little bit late. Uh, of course, he's getting the start coming out of the bye week, and the Dolphins playing really good football, so an opportunity for the Dolphins to – try to find their selves in the conversation for a playoff spot with this expanded playoff situation here in 2020 and playing good football right now. It looks like the timing could be very well uh, executed for the Dolphins to get to a under center for Miami Uh, Spence. Let's hit the games from last night as another Monday night doubleheader. Let's start off with the chiefs. Uh, I believe they traveled to Buffalo to take on the bills. Uh, The bills fell. And they lost two straight, and uh, the the game was pretty low scoring. And the Chiefs, they won 26-17, and they had a lot of success running the football. They ran the ball from first half to second half. Clyde Edwards-Alaire ran the ball really well. Their backup running back had some good runs. Mahomes on third down, on fourth down, it didn't matter. If he didn't have a receiver, he found ways to get first downs with his legs, and to me, this game really wasn't in question as, as Buffalo kept it close at times. But it seemed like like the Chiefs were just in firm control. A big fumble before half by Travis Kelsey uh, led for, to a field goal attempt by Buffalo that was missed. Um, so it was a close score at the half, but the Chiefs were really in control most of the game. And then they did have a late score as it looked like maybe in question would have been the, the – the uh, spread at five and a half is what it closed at. But the Chiefs look like the better team pretty much from start to finish as Josh Allen, of course, who I'm high on, was under 100 yards passing, I believe, for the first half. So a uh, nice win for the Chiefs. And Le'Veon Bell, he didn't play this past Monday night, but he'll be in the mix here soon.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. We saw how successful Hilaire was, so you had to like you know translate that to Le'Veon Bell. We'll see. I mean, Le'Veon Bell has been playing, much, obviously through the injuries and all the drama that's been going on with the Jets, the fact that nobody would trade for him, no one would trade anything for him, kind of signals something to me. It could just be the inept, uh, you know, how inept the Jets organization is. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna lean towards that way for now until I see something on the field. But I have to imagine Le'Veon Bell in Andy Reid's system is gonna have a field day, you know, like he did in his prime days of the Steelers. But maybe he's washed. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Spence. Uh, And to answer Corey's question about the usage rate of Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell, um, Edwards-Alaire is primarily a first and second down back, and he doesn't get a lot of goal line touches and and not a lot of third down carries. So I think Bell will will initially start off in that role, and I think he's going to be huge in that role, and he's going to be huge out of the backfield on third down. Um, So Edwards-Alaire has played really good so far. I don't think he's going to see less touches. I just think that they're going to transition Bell into third down and goal line situations. Um, uh, Edwards-Alaire is is production-wise, as far as yards per carry, I I believe is top 10 in the league, and he's played really well right now. And it's hard. Uh, It's hard to manage uh, both of those. Uh, when you have such an explosive passing game, I mean, Spence, and then trying to stop the run, um, it's tough. And, and the Chiefs are doing a good job with Eric Bieniemy pulling the trigger, uh, calling plays. Uh, Dave seems to think that the Chiefs are going to go undefeated, even though they lost to the Raiders a couple weeks ago. He <laughs> he must, if you saw Dave's Facebook page, he must have been trapped in a load of laundry when he uh, when that game <laughs> was played <laughs> last week. <Nice. laughs> so. Uh, Yeah, Tominator's in the mix. He's a Jets fan. Tominator, uh, I I had a free bet, and I put it on the Jets to go 0-16. So uh, I'll get three and a half to one on my money. We'll see if it happens. Spence seems to think they'll find a way to pull off two wins in a row. So nice win for the Chiefs, Spence. Uh, and of course you were right on your picks there. I don't know why I decided to take the bills, but a nice pick by you as you've always been high on the chiefs. Uh, although your your lowness on the Raiders uh, looked very bad. Your analysis, you said they were one of the worst teams in the entire league and they went ahead and hammered the chiefs uh, two weeks ago.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can talk about the Raiders for a second. Again, I think those I still think it's a fluke for sure. Um, I don't expect that to go forward, even though I think – I'm not saying this is official, but I think I'm going to go for the Raiders against Tampa Bay here, and I, I feel grossed out even just saying that. But uh, it just depends, you know. I mean, Derek Carr's looking downfield again. Nelson Aguilar is one of the best receivers the Raiders have had since Tim Brown uh, and Jerry Rice back in 2002, 2003. I've mentioned that before. Uh, but I did for just one moment want to touch upon the Le'Veon Bell situation and the usage rate. Wow. Uh, I think that, I actually think that Alaire is going to find a way to keep production in this team. I'm not convinced on Le'Veon Bell yet. Again, no team, zero teams were, con- like, wanted to trade for him. I wouldn't, at that point, if they were going to release him, I'm sure they were asking for nothing, like, late round picks, so he must really be that bad in the locker room. He could change his demeanor and everything with Kansas City, but I think he's going to think everything's got made for him, so I'm if you can buy low, whatever that means for your fantasy league, I guess you'd have to tell me what the trade is. I'm always willing to, I'm always open to that kind of thing. Let me know what kind of trade package you could put for your lair. I'm, I'm keeping them on my watch list, and I may try to put a few trades in my own fantasy <laughs> for that as well.
1: Spence, um, I, I don't see uh, Benny in the comments yet, but Corey is there. Uh, I mean, we may have to in the next few minutes pull out the little piece uh, for for his. Losing a couple weeks ago, and we'll get into it because Spence keeps the crown for the rest stop. So, hopefully, a few people stick around to see that because I'd like to play that again if we could, Spence. But let's talk about the second half of that doubleheader last night and the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, did they look bad? And uh, the Cardinals had their way, they won easily in blowout fashion. Um, and Kyler Murray. He wasn't that great on the long no, ball. No, he, he was he terrible. Bear- was
2: 9 of 24, if I'm not mistaken.
1: He was very inaccurate at times, made a couple good throws, but by no means his best game. And Andy Dalton was awful. Uh, the Cowboys turned the ball over four times. Zeke Elliott was terrible. I mean, how stupid does that d- damn tattoo look now? Feed me. He doesn't have a six-pack. He can't hold on to the ball. I mean, he needs to change that thing to something else, like uh, hold on to the ball or something. I mean, this, this is awful performance by Zeke. Awful performance by the Red Rifle and the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. They're they're on Dream Street right now. Spence.
2: Yeah, I have inside information. <laughs> well, not really inside information. I just know from people who I who work in the casino business that Ezekiel Elliott is one of the least smart people in the league. I'll say uh, he's always caught with uh, different girls and. uh he, he always gets himself in trouble, let's say that. That's pretty well documented, the, the way he kind of goes around doing stuff like that. So uh, I, think re- I think he's really – I think he's really – think he has a cush little situation. And now that the pressure's on him, he realizes he's a little behind on his conditioning, a uh, little, little behind and a little lazy when it comes to his skills. And they're going to – they obviously have to depend on him now. I think Andy Dalton's fine still. I mean – A lot of this could come on McCarthy. We already know people in the locker room are going behind. McCarthy's back. This early in the season for your new head coach saying bad things about them. There's nothing good about going uh, for the Cowboys. I said it. (laughs) Yeah, I am spilling the tea, David. I I do have a little inside information about that. Uh, But overall, they have the worst defense in the league. We already know that. They spent $100 million on Amari Cooper. They gave the big contract to Ezekiel. And obviously, they're going to end up paying their quarterback. Uh, you can't do that, in my opinion. First of all, you shouldn't pay that much for a running back, in my opinion. I don't think they're that valuable. Name me one running back in the past 20 years. I have to that valuable. Um, and now they have to depend on Andy Dalton to score 30 points a game, and he's never done that in his career. And they, they shouldn't expect him to do that. So I don't know what they're going to do. And I don't know how it gets better in the future as well, unless you make trades. And
1: spent how bad is a look that Zeke Elliott got paid by the Cowboys upwards of $90 million, and the Titans got Derrick Henry for under sixty. And yeah, Derek, yeah. Derek Henry hasn't lost a beat as he went nuts for over 200 yards in a vic- overtime victory over the Texans this past week, even though the Texans uh, have the worst run defense in the league, aside from Dallas, uh, actually probably top two. So, uh, the Cowboys in bad shape.
2: No. Yeah. And, uh, I always say this running backs are never worth being paid. Uh, well, I mean, if you can get Henry at 60 million, I think that's fine because that's the way the team operates. But even, I think even if they'd given him, given Henry, uh, These eco money, they wouldn't be as good as they are now. You have to be able to spread your money to more valuable positions like linebacker positions, cornerback positions, safeties are are all significantly more important in my mind. And you also can't pay defensive ends like Cleo Mack and Aaron Donald that much money too. I think that's a waste as well, uh, even though I know how good they are. You have to – it's about the value of the position, you know, uh, in my opinion.
1: I agree with you, Spence. Um, Yeah, look, uh, man – It's tough, and that's why you got to be selective in how you spend your money. And you know, look at the Vikings; they're not feeling too great, starting at one and five. The inconsistency of Kirk Cousins, Um, and and look, the quarterback position, Spence. This leads into the next discussion we want to talk about. So, if you've got a graphic ready, I want I want to have this discussion. And of course, I would love uh, for anybody to chime in on this. It's talking about the quarterback position and what me and Spence talk about having the juice or the it factor. And for me, how I describe that. Is your favorite quarterback or whatever quarterback in the NFL is he capable uh, of leading your team to a Super Bowl without everything around him being perfect or at least close to it? And it's interesting because as we'll go through the list uh, of teams and possible quarterbacks that you would say are on this list, are not on this list, or undecided, some of them may have had a Super Bowl appearance. So how can you say they don't have it if they made an appearance? And that's where I'll transition into saying Spence, there's guys that have it all the time, like a Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, And then there's guys that may have a flash of it for a season or a few seasons, Eli Manning, Matt Ryan. So it's interesting guys that have it and always have it. Those are a a list of a few or guys that have that potential or guys that will never have that potential. So Let's go Let's go through every team, Spence. Talk about even their starting quarterback and backup options, and we'll see. Does that quarterback have the juice, the it factor, to lead their team to a Super Bowl without everything going around it perfectly? Or if they've been to a Super Bowl, do they have any of that juice left in them? And I know we're going to be on different sides on some of these games or some of these teams with their quarterbacks, so we'll kind of see how that plays out. And one guy I'm thinking of in particular, and let's start off there with both of their quarterbacks, the Chicago Bears. Nick Foles is a Super Bowl MVP, Spence, and led his team to a Super Bowl. So does he have that juice or did he have that juice in one season? I'm going to say he had the juice during that playoff run. He does not consistently have that juice. And I'll say Nick Foles will never appear in another Super Bowl the rest of his career. Do you agree with that, Spence?
2: Well, yeah, I don't think he'll be in another Super Bowl for the rest of his career, but I think that's a separate issue. I think he's still I think he has the juice. That little flicker pass he had against Tampa Bay for that first down, that's a juice type of play where it's like no one in their right mind would be able to make that. You have to be creative, I think. That that comes along with the juice as well. I'm gonna say Nick Foles has the juice.
1: Uh I'm gonna say he does not have the juice. He he's had he has moments of having the juice, but does not is not consistent enough. Mitchell Trubisky I'm gonna say no. There's not much debate on that. Spence. There's no question think? about that.
2: No, it doesn't. Okay,
1: it doesn't Cincinnati happen. Bengals, Joe Burrow, absolutely uh, best college quarterback season of all time, in my opinion. Last year, he's made the Bengals competitive. They got off to a huge twenty-one nothing lead. Uh, Joe Burrow, for me, hands down, yes.
2: Uh, it's not hands down yet. I mean, he did have the juice in college for sure. That's cemented. Like he was the best quarterback. And as soon as he went to the, like, you know, they're all their pressure, like you have this legendary season, are you going to fall apart? No, nah, he was just that good in the National Championship game as well. So uh, I'm not ready to say is the juice yet, actually.
1: Oh, I'm surprised by that one. Baltimore Ravens, uh, <laughs> J- um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> okay, you can hate on Joe Burr all you want. He's one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. And uh, he plays on an awful – Cincinnati team, and he still puts them in position to win uh, pretty much 80% of the games. Uh, So Joe Burrow, I think uh, he'll have Cincinnati in the playoffs in the next five years, in my opinion. Um, Lamar Jackson, uh, this is a tough one because he's a reigning MVP, but I initially prefaced this conversation, Spence, by saying, is this a guy without everything going perfectly around who can take your team to a Super Bowl? I'm going to say undecided on Lamar Jackson, having the it factor
2: i am gonna say a definitive no he does not have the juice he's never played up in the most important performances of his career and most notably in the first round of the playoffs or the second round you know so no he doesn't have the juice and he's he hasn't proved it to me yet at all that he has to be able to to be that guy in the most important moments of games if they're down seven in the third quarter show it to me i haven't seen it
1: spence uh, affirmative no Uh, Let's go with the Seattle. So Seahawks, Russell Wilson, I say, absolutely.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Also, I want to make the distinction for the chat. There's a difference between being a good player and having the juice in my opinion. I think there are two separate things.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I think you can encapsulate both of them. I think guys like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, lead that list of being great and having it. Uh, And, and those guys do drew Brees, Spence, uh, This guy's a proven winner. He clearly has the juice. But at this point in his career, does he have it? I say maybe not. Overall, for his career, yes, he does. Can he still lead the Saints to a Super Bowl if everything is not perfect around him? I think he can. I think he needs Michael Thomas engaged and healthy, and I think he needs uh, some good performance from that defense. Uh, But I think it's possible.
2: Gosh, this is one that's really close for me. He had? Did he have it during the Super Bowl season? Is really the real question because other than that, he's just been a great quarterback. You know, a solid guy. I'm going to say no. Honestly, I, I've never. No, I've never seen the a, a juice factor. I don't You've know. Never I've seen, seen it. A, I've, seen a, I've seen a well in the Super Bowl season. Yeah, so I, I guess we're talking about fleeting, like for sure now. Of course not. Like he, there's no juice left in him at all uh, during a Super Bowl season. Maybe, but I would say over the longevity of his career, he's just been one of the most solid this is one of the best quarterback in the league guys but i'm I'm talking about juice
1: spence this guy is top three in almost every statistical category from the quarterback position i, come I
2: said they're different things i think he's a great quarterback i just said he doesn't have the juice
1: spence have you ever seen him before before a game how he gets everybody fired up there's some juice in that
2: i can make cool pre-game speeches too come on I mean, we're talking about like when it comes down to it in the fourth quarter you know
1: I'm going to hold you to that you said you can make some pregame speeches, so we're going to have a segment, and you're going to be put to the test, promo style, wrestling style, Spence giving a rest stop uh, halftime speech to fire up the troops to get him to come come alive. In the I got it. Half. I got it. I can do All it. All right. Spe- speaking of coming alive, the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr. Does he have the juice, Spence?
2: He used to. I think he legitimately used to have the juice in it. Not like first season. I think it was. I think it was going to spread throughout his career. We saw that in the season that heard his.
1: I think Spence cut out there.
2: No, yeah, I think I'm back now. Sorry about that. Uh, I think he did for a little bit, but that vertebrae injury, I think, it just changed his demeanor in life. And I saw a flash of it last week or whatever. But we'll see if that stays around. Uh, no, he doesn't have the juice, but he used to at one point in his career. I really do think that. Uh, and
1: that's. I almost said David Carr, but Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's go to the Washington football team, and there's a plethora of quarterbacks on their roster. Let's start with Dwayne Haskins. I'm going to say no.
2: Uh, No, Lord, no. Uh,
1: How about Alex Smith? I've said how big an Alex Smith fan I am. I'm going to say yes to Alex Smith.
2: Uh, I tend to agree with that. I feel like he he's able to Spence, make to enough plays
1: to come back from almost having your leg amputated. You absolutely not only have the juice, you have everything running through your blood in your veins. Uh, that's that's this,
2: called motivation, not juice. No, no, this is called
1: juice, Spence. To have the will to come back and to play professional sports after almost losing your leg—that's juice.
2: Okay, that's I'll it. It says it right I, well, I was already—I was already almost going to say that, but I'll, I'll I'll agree with you. I think he's, I think he's got the juice.
1: Okay, Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we've we seen some great uh, game-winning drives from him, you know. Uh, I'll, I'll take that for sure. I think he has it.
1: Matt Stafford, this is an interesting one, and I know people go back and forth. I'm going to say yes.
2: He's had like three 5,000-yard seasons. I know he just said it doesn't matter if you're good or not, but – he does seem to have an edge to him, and he's like he, he likes to play up in those big moments. I'm going to say yes. I, I wish he played for a better team in his career. It'd be so interesting to see what he could do.
1: I agree with that. And, and actually, if you take if you take the uh, take the stats, he does have quite a few fourth quarter comebacks. I think it's the Lions, not Stafford.
2: Yeah, and I, I want to bring this up, uh, Corey. Yes, what is? Tell me what Lamar's done. He's he's good. I'm not saying he's bad. Watson has done more in the playoffs than Lamar's done in his career. What what are we talking about here? And, and by the understand. way,
1: Watson is a national champion, okay? Can you True. say that about Lamar? I mean, come on. The guy led he put Clemson on the map, okay? So get over it. Uh sorry, your Ravens choke against uh the, the Titans in the playoffs and they can't win a big game. Deshaun Watson is a champion. And he, he was hindered by that idiot Bill O'Brien. He's won a national title, you jackass. That's what he's done. And he's had an idiot coach uh, his entire NFL career. Yeah, in college. Okay, that's how we got drafted. The same with your guy, uh, Lamar Jackson. They have to go to college in order to, to turn pro. Okay, the Ravens can't do anything in the big spot. He's got no juice. The coach, Harbaugh's got juice. The quarterback, not yet. Win a playoff game. Get to a Super Bowl, okay? Let's let Deshaun Watson, now that he's going to have a new coach, turn the leaf and see what he can do. He absolutely has the juice.
2: Yeah, the juice meter, too. What happened when they played the Chiefs? You know, this was the this was supposed to be their coming out party. Look how great we are. They got embarrassed. He, he had, like, what? I think he had, like, no passing yards, like 97 passing yards. That's a juice meter, man. Those are the games that you're supposed to show off what you can do.
1: And I believe in Deshaun Watson's second season as a pro, he had a stretch of four games going on the road, almost beat like a 14-win Patriots team like one inch away, It had like three road games in a row where he was out, lights out, almost leading a, a terrible team to victory. So please, please with Deshaun Watson hate. Uh, Carolina Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater, Spence.
2: Yeah, he's the ultimate game manager, but I haven't seen anything that puts him above that.
1: Uh, I'm going to, man, it's a tough one for me. Of course, I'm biased in being a former Viking. Um, but I think to come back from the injury he's came back from takes a a whole lot of intangibles. Um, I'm going to say undecided. I think he does have that potential. This is a young Panthers team Spence that has a first year head coach, a lot of pieces around him that he has not had an off season with. Let's see if they stick with Bridgewater over the next two or three years, and then maybe have a bridge, uh, for him, but, I'm going to say undecided right now. New England Patriots, Cam Newton, former MVP, has made a Super Bowl appearance, Spence. So is this guy also a national champion? Is this somebody that's had the
2: juice and maybe lost it? No, I think he still has the juice for sure. Like that that playoff run that he had, I, I think he has the juice especially because he doesn't have all the skills necessary to be a successful quarterback. He isn't a very accurate passer, but he's able to will his team forward. That, that Panthers team had a great defense, like I'll give you that, but – uh I, all of that like he's the reason that they were in the in the Super Bowl that year so I'll, I'm going to give that to him
1: all right Matt Ryan Atlanta Falcons
2: major Super Bowl appearance. Have, he used to have it he used to have it he used to be Matty Ice like that I used to be a, a pretty big fan of Matt Ryan like like five he doesn't have it anymore
1: yeah I I think I think he was one of those that had it for a year MVP season but does not have it consistently. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, I'm going to say – I'm going to lean towards yes. I'm going to give Cam the benefit of the doubt. I think he still has it. I think he has an opportunity. I don't know what he'll do to finish the season in New England. He's not getting a lot of help at the moment, but I still think he'll be really competitive. Kyler Murray for Arizona.
2: No, I'm not going to say that Kyler Murray has the juice. No, nah. like, <laughs> I don't like, know. It doesn't sit right for me. He doesn't. He's not developed enough as a passer to like give himself enough juice to perform in high moments, and obviously he hasn't done it yet at all.
1: I'm going to agree with you there, uh, Kurt Cousins, Minnesota Vikings.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say no on that one.
1: Hundred percent, no, absolutely not. It's time to tank. It's time to get rid of Cousins, even though it's going to be cap hell. Uh, to try to get rid of Cousins. But this guy is not going to get you to where you want to go. You've got to take a chance on one of these young quarterbacks. Hopefully uh, you can get Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. The Vikings need to go ahead and tank because uh, they've got too many good pieces around Kirk Cousins with Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, Delvin Cook, Alexander Madison. It's just really unfortunate that Kirk Cousins has to hinder this team as his first pass on Sunday was an interception. Um, Just – just awful. He's he's up there with uh, Andy Dalton in my book right now. Dak Prescott, when healthy, Spence.
2: He really felt like he did, like in that rookie season, but it, it's just kind of dissipated, you know. And I, I don't feel it from him anymore. And and this injury is obviously going to be a pretty big blow to uh, his play as well.
1: So we don't have to go into Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. It's clear we're we're unanimous on the yes there. Josh Allen. Uh, we know how I feel about him. I'm going to lean towards yes, even though his past two weeks have not been that great.
2: Yeah, he had that flash of of it kind of in the playoffs last year, but he wasn't he able to get it he done. Did. I'm going to I'm going to say no for now, but I he's definitely a guy who has the ability to turn it up and develop that kind of uh, demeanor, you know, and as his career progresses.
1: Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers.
2: Oh Lord, no, he's like a Kroger brand Derek Carr. He's made a Super Bowl
1: appearance, Spence.
2: No, with one of the best defenses, like in recent memory.
1: Jared Goff, another guy that's made a Super Bowl appearance.
2: He kind of seems like he has it back this year, too, right? That kind of edge. But then they're not playing consistent enough for me. He looked awful in the Super Bowl, too. I'm going to say no. Daniel Jones. Oh, Lord, no. (laughs) Not even close.
1: (laughs) No to Daniel Jones. I'll agree with you there. Gardner
2: Minshew. He has the juice. He has it. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this again for the chat. I'm not saying he's better than the guys who I said don't have the juice. I just he has an edge to him, you know, like that he's able to just do stuff when he, when he's not supposed to. I'm gonna say he has the juice.
1: I actually agree with you. And I, I think there's some people that are gonna be really fired up saying that Kyler Murray doesn't have the juice and Gardner Minshew does. Jacksonville's awful right now. Um, Does that mean I'd rather have Gardner Minshew over Kyler Murray? No, it doesn't. I just think Kyler Kyler Murray does not have – he just does not have the it yet. I I mean, I think he's close. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that there's a chance of no. But, man, he's really inaccurate at times. Um, He's a playmaker. Uh, So I'm not saying he can't get there. Uh, He may. Uh, I just don't think he's there yet.
2: (laughs) No, Bam Adebayo does not have the juice, Corey. I don't think he does to answer Drew, your question. <laughs> Drew Locke. No, they have the most vanilla offense of all time. So he, he manages it well, but he doesn't. He's not able to perform up above the game management.
1: I agree with that. Uh Baker Mayfield.
2: Oh no. He's like the anti-juice player, basically.
1: At least in the NFL, he has been for sure. Uh I think we've oh no, we haven't hit my favorite guy yet, Philip rivers
2: oh dude he, he he's like the epitome of what it means not to have the juice this guy is a career pick like, you i know i'm in the right reality when philip rivers is down seven with two minutes left to go in the game and it's almost guaranteed that he's going to throw an interception in those last two minutes he's already done it this season
1: <laughs> yeah uh, although we had a, he had a really nice win here this past sunday uh yeah tom brady for the Buccaneers, of course. Yeah, of
2: course, Tom Brady. Uh, course, Tom he had Brady. that goofy little fourth down thing, but I think he still has it. He saw it in the Chargers game. That's that's juice incarnate.
1: Carson Wentz. I say yes to Carson Wentz.
2: Oh, no. I what do you
1: mean? Defense? No, he scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. He got no, a loss. Come he's got on, no help around
2: him. He's got nobody. Well, I mean, that's that's to be to Charmin, but I've never seen him take it above himself to win a game.
1: Eh, I, I disagree. Uh, he was an MVP before he got hurt in that uh, championship season for the Eagles. That so like, was Derek experience. Carr. <laughs> uh, well, he didn't. He didn't win a playoff game. Well, neither did Carson Wentz. Be, <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. To be, to be
1: Spence, why we have Corey here? Let's hit. Let's hit him with what he yeah, missed because yeah. we got to review the fair, picks right? of uh, of Week Six. Corey, too bad you turned it off because uh, you lost last week, and, and Benny, your boy, he was picking this week. He lost as well as Spencer the Wiz keeps the crown at the rest stop uh, with a 9-5 and five ATS record this week. We're still the champion, Spence, and you will have a graphic for yourself on Thursday. Congratulations, my friend. Two weeks in a row uh, for you. Actually, that maybe three out of four. Uh, Corey got you one week, but uh, you've been very strong here as of late.
2: Yeah, once again, you can go to my Twitter at Spencer the Wisdom. But on your favorite meme from that little snippet you saw there, so Corey, I'd love to see what your favorite is. You can go ahead and check out my Twitter. But uh, yeah, no, it's another good week, very exciting. Corey, that
1: was loser roulette for you, my friend. Uh, Spence, let's fly through these through these games. Put the graphics up. We'll give a brief description of what happened. Colts, Bengals, Bengals were up twenty-one nothing in that matchup. And here's where I got to give Philip Rivers credit. I've been very hard on him lately. Uh, he made some amazing throws in that game to come back from 21 points in any nfl matchup is very impressive at home colts get the win they do not get the cover philip rivers uh, had some great throws and was really good in that game
2: yeah i was texting you during the game he hasn't done that in his career so i was like really shocked you know he's able to he's able to blow out teams i think he's been able to do that consistently throughout his career i he almost never comes from behind you know I Corey, I don't I don't have the juice. Come on, man. What's going on here? Uh, <laughs> no, that's
1: funny. Corey, but... what about your Ravens? They didn't have the juice giving out 22 points in the fourth quarter, blowing <laughs> that cover. What the hell happened to them? Did they fall asleep at halftime? They let the <laughs> damn Eagles score 22 in the fourth, almost take the game to overtime. Unbelievable. And you're so upset that Lamar Jackson doesn't get, get our nod. Look at this crappy – backdoor cover by the eagles we'll move on from that spence we'll go brown steelers we're all in the steelers um i'm still not convinced Uh, i think the browns are as bad as i've said they've been from the beginning uh this is going to be a great matchup for the steelers this upcoming week undefeated undefeated against the titans
2: yeah that's a that's a great matchup you know i think it's going to be a really close game as well i think it could be the steelers first loss of the season. But that defense, like I said, and also I know Baker Mayfield can't play well against great defenses. Did against the Colts, but the Colts are a little inconsistently defensively as we've seen. They're not as good as I thought they once were, though they did turn it on in the second half, obviously. But uh, to go back, yeah, it's it's the Browns, and so we all knew it. <laughs> Spence,
1: let's go to the next list of games here. Uh, New York Giants versus the Washington football team. The Giants were in control most of that game. Washington made a late run. They went for two to try to win the game. They did not succeed, but they get the cover. Uh, the Giants win 2019.
2: Yeah, I honestly, I would like to tell you that I'm some sort of like statistical genius and stuff like that, but it really just came down, like I said last week, that I get the plus points I'll take him against two bad teams.
1: Uh, Texans-Titans, probably the game of the week, went to overtime. Derrick Henry over 200 yards rushing. In overtime, Titans get to score. Uh, they, they score first and the game and the touchdown for six. So that game looked like it could be in the favor of the Texans covering, but that overtime touchdown propelled the Titans stay undefeated.
2: Yeah. I was sweating that game a lot when I was watching it. I saw it early. It's like, Oh, that game's fine. I, kn- I knew it. They're going to blow them out. Texans did well to come back, but yeah, it's just that little, that full energy they had of the new coach is It's going to dissipate as time goes on. Spence uh,
1: the next game. We, we talked about it, and we put it uh, we put it on our social media, Twitter, Facebook. We said it was our lock, lock of the week. We didn't realize why that number was so small. Lions get the easy victory over Jacksonville, who since week one has uh, pretty much disappeared.
2: Yeah, DeAndre Swift is good. They have some great players on defense. Jeffrey Okuda, I'm a big fan of. They have a, a really good linebacker who they picked up from the Patriots as well. I'll say it again. I think they should be a playoff team this year. Uh, it'll be a little difficult for them to do it now coming back from so far, but this will be a seven or eight win, uh, nine at, at best, Lions team, and they should be better. Uh,
1: next list, Spence, and this one was was tough for me. All the Sharps here in Vegas were on the Bears, uh, but uh, as you know, I will not be picking the Bears the rest of the year, even though I may have agreed with the Sharps. I refused to pick them. Um, It was another disgusting performance by the Bears as they're the worst five and one team you've ever seen. Uh, Spence seems to think Nick Foles has the juice. Uh, Nick Foles doesn't know what he's doing from play to play. He makes one good throw, one bad throw. Matt Nagy looks like an idiot, Uh, but you were right. They came back down to earth, the Panthers and um, the Bears get a road victory and they cover the spread.
2: Yeah, the the you know the Bears do have a great defense as well. Uh, maybe not great, but really good. And it's just the Panthers aren't going to keep rolling. So I I, I thought that was going to happen last week, but I saw it this week. I think that could you could see that trend kind of continue. Although when Christian McCaffrey comes back, maybe they'll be able to have that extra oomph to keep it going. But yeah, I, I was pretty confident about the Bears. Well, so. I'm
1: just really curious. How come this great Bears defense couldn't get any pressure on the statue Phillip Rivers? Uh, but all of a sudden they can get statue uh, get pressure on everybody else. So yeah, they decided yeah. to call. Come- oh. They decided to cost me $500 against the statue rivers, but now they've reeled off two straight against Brady and against the Panthers. They can go suck it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, look <laughs> Patriots, Broncos, Spencer, the only one on the right side. I changed my mind here. I liked the Broncos before this COVID delay and, and rescheduling. I changed my mind. I was wrong. You were right. Uh, nice win for the Broncos and Vic Fangio.
2: Yeah. I didn't think they were going to win the game, but the thing that tipped it was drew lock. Uh, again, like I said, he's a great game manager, uh, he, he, if he could use his legs a little better, I think he'd be really close to Alex Smith, actually. But he's able to just run that four play system or whatever they run, you know, nothing creative. Uh, it, it definitely fell enough for nine and a half. That was way too big of a line.
1: They got some weapons there in Denver on offense, their defense is still competitive. And, and Spence, I talked about it last week, even though my record has been awful, how these division games can be very close. There's so many of them that went very closely couple of them that didn't wear, were Browns, Steelers, and then Dolphins, Jets, but 49ers, Rams was close. Um, the, what I'm getting at is the Broncos have a few division games coming up, and they'll be they'll be big lines against the Chiefs, but these are games that may be close, so it's going to be interesting to follow. Uh, the next game, there's not much to be said. Uh, why I was on the Jets, I don't know. I was kicking myself as I was picking it, uh, but they get destroyed twenty-four nothing. And I've I've since doubled down on never taking the Jets again, betting them to go zero sixteen. So the next round of games, Spence. Uh, Packers, we were all on the wrong side there, and it wasn't really Tom Brady that stuck out. It was that Tampa Bay defense that dominated. Green Bay got off to a quick start, 10 to nothing, but then it was all downhill after that.
2: Yeah, for sure. I was shocked. I was just watching with my own eyes, waiting for the Packers to wake up, and they just never did. So we'll see if Tampa Bay can really keep this going. I mean, the impressive comeback against the Chargers, and now they finally beat a real primetime team. I don't count the Saints. I don't think they're that good. So we'll see what happens from here on out.
1: Well, Spence, you don't have the numbers up that we took when we did the picks because those were from the William Hill app when we did the picks. This uh, Bills-Chiefs line uh, was three or three and a half when we took it. Um, either way, the Chiefs got the cover. Why me and Ben decided to go with the Bills, I'm not exactly sure, but you get the lone victory there, and we talked about it. You're very uh, very solid on, on your Chiefs. So nice job there, Spence.
2: Yeah, I hate the Chiefs, but I know how good they are. It's basically what it comes down to.
1: Atlanta Falcons, you talked about it, but you went the other way. And, of course, I've been on the wrong side of the Vikings six straight weeks. Uh, Their defense, the Vikings defense may be right there with the Dallas Cowboys, if not worse than the Dallas Cowboys on defense. Give up close to 30 points a game. Falcons scored 40. They converted third downs, fourth downs. Uh, five downs, two downs. It's like they scored when they were on the bus. Everything they did was right. The Vikings were awful. Kirk Cousins' first pass to the game was an interception. He had three picks before halftime. Uh, I've seen enough of Kirk Cousins. He had a nice playoff win last year. He's way too inconsistent. He is not going to take you to a Super Bowl. It's time to figure out a way to cut your losses with Cousins and try to get one of these next quarterbacks that could lead your team. Get rid of the salary, how, whatever way you can. Uh, Cousins has got to go. Uh, their backup is as is bad of a backup in the entire league, Sean Mannion. So you'll probably get the same production out of him as you would Andy Dalton. So there's no point going there. Uh, Jake Browning, former Washington Pac-12 st- stars on their practice squad. Uh, The Vikings are a disaster right now. A lot of people calling for Coach Mike Zimmer's head. I don't think he's the problem. I think the fact that you have Daniil Hunter, all-pro defensive lineman, out, you're starting uh, stud linebacker Anthony Barr. You've got five rookies in the secondary, and the starters that aren't rookies can't stay on the field because they're not healthy. Uh, Just a disaster in this pandemic offseason, and and Mike Zimmer and the Vikings can't catch a break, and uh, they're bad this year, Spence. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it. I hate myself for this pick. I don't know why. I, I just, you know what? It was two things. It was recent. It was recency bias. Uh, I thought the fountain, which we talked I thought, about. You know, we talked about. Yeah. yeah, we we two things we talked about. The game after firing, they're always good. And I also talked about. We also talked about n- not using recency bias. And I did both of those things. So that's. I, I'm okay with all the loss I had this week, except this one. That this one really annoys me that I did that to myself.
1: I know. And the final game, Spence that we haven't covered. Cardinals Cowboys. That was the finale on a Monday night. Uh, Kyler Murray was good in moments. He wasn't accurate at times, but that defense was great. Buda Baker four Dallas turnovers. Um, so when you look at it from the score standpoint, it looks like the Cardinals were were excellent. They were very good in some areas, but they're going to have to get better if they want to keep winning games. They're going to need Kyler Murray to be more accurate. They've got a lot of weapons, they've got a lot of talent, and they got a lot of momentum. Winning a couple in a row, they blow Dallas off their home field last night, Spence.
2: Yeah, they're they're going to have to beat a good team for once. You know, uh, not to say that they can't. It's just they're young too. I mean, that comes along with it as well. So it's just. It kind of depends on you know if they can keep it going. I'm not convinced too much yet because I've I've actually bet on them in in big spots and they haven't come through, and I don't expect them to all of a sudden do that.
1: Spence put up the records again. Uh, if you want if you want to join us and pick against us, if you have not already, I know Brian Bravo in the chat. He wasn't there tonight, but shown some interest. You can email the rest stop. Uh, podcast at gmail.com if you want to jump in uh, we're the champs right now Spencer the Wiz holds the crown nine and five against the spread this week he's keeping it live for the rest stop Spence real quick let's preview Thursday's game because we'll be on the air after the game on Thursday it's uh, not a great one but it's a divisional matchup in the NFC East New York Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles Eagles three and a half point favorite they're battling some injuries what are your thoughts on this game
2: uh uh, what, uh, give me your thoughts real quick. Sorry, and just uh, that's all right. I'll, I'll, uh, so I'll take it back off of you.
1: It's going to be Eagles Giants. Uh, a lot of injuries for the Eagles. Three and a half. This is tough, man. Both of these teams aren't very good, but I, I will say the Giants have played better. Um, but Carson Wentz is good in prime time. He usually is very good. Thursday night, Sunday nights, Monday night. So I'm going to give the edge. Uh, and we saw the uh, couple Sunday nights ago as a big dog. They went ahead and, and they beat San Francisco. So I think. Just because of that X factor, I'm going to lean towards Wentz and the Eagles in this one. I, I don't want to lay the three and the hook, but uh, I would take money line before I did that. Maybe buy half a point, but I'm going to lean Eagles here.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that as well. I I was almost expecting like a seven point line, but right uh, at that point, you know, it's a divisional game, so you're like, ooh, maybe I'll take the Giants just because of that. But this is too short of a line for me. I'm definitely an, I'm leaning Eagles here. I think. The Giants are really bad, and I guess it's a, really what it comes down to. It's a divisional game, so so it could be close. But I think the Eagles are really teaming for a good win. They've had these late surges against the against the Steelers, and you know they had another one against Baltimore, and now they're actually playing a bad team. So I think that their efforts will actually uh, have a benefit today. Mm-hmm. Our All right,
1: birthday. uh, Corey, Dave, uh, we're gonna have we'll add you guys into like a round table segment, uh, because Dave, uh, you got quite the post on Facebook, we'll have to talk about. Uh, Corey, you can't come back this Thursday, you have to revel in your losses for now. But look, if you missed any part of our show live, uh, make sure you download the Twitch app. Go to slash Chris Landry Football to watch us live. Also, at Brad the Believer on Twitter, my Facebook page. And if you miss any of the show, come home from work going home from work before bed make sure you go to LandryFootball.com you can download the podcast there Spotify, Audio Boom, Apple Podcasts search Landry Football Conference call and then the rest stop and we'll be there everybody enjoy your Wednesday we'll be back live nine o'clock from Vegas on Thursday from Spencer the Wiz I'm Brad the Believer have a great night we'll see you back here nine o'clock on Thursday